What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Trigger. This is Triggered, episode number 487 on Wednesday, October 18th. Uh, we're on the march toward episode 500. Yeah. Um, although at this pace, the one-a-week pace is going to take a little longer. But uh, yeah. we get some weeks with two episodes coming up for you around the debate and the election and all that stuff. So, um, obviously, still the biggest story and going to be the biggest story for really the foreseeable future is the war... Uh, over in the Middle East, between Israel and Hamas, and potentially now the wider Middle East, which yeah. uh, we're really going to dig into here. Yep. But there's so much that is happening on a daily basis over there. I'm not going to re recount everything that's happened in the last seven days, but we can't. Uh, yeah, there, you really can't. Time for that. So let's start with the biggest story right now, which is this uh, alleged explosion. At the hospital. Yeah, I mean, the terrorists blew up their own hospital. That's exactly what happened. Right, and, and blew I mean, up. It, might it, be a well, little bit strong. It wasn't intentional. It was a misfire, but it was a rocket attack. The rocket kind of, you know, up and landed in the parking lot of, of a hospital and killed a bunch of people. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Probably terrorists. Definitely terrorists. Yeah. Uh, maybe some civilians, but really yeah, they're all in the same bucket yeah, these no, days. Yeah, mostly terrorists. Um, the pictures... Now that it's, it was daytime over there, I mean, I really don't think that it killed 500 people. I think that's fake news. I think that their well, yeah, estimates yeah. are way off. They're inflating saw, them for propaganda. I saw at least 200. Now it's up to 500 now? They, they're saying 500. There's yeah. no way there's 500 people in that hospital. I want to see the bodies. Yeah. I want to see the bodies. Yeah. yeah. And not bodies that have been dead for days already. Yeah. This, you can't trust is, anything over there, man. Hollywood, as This they is call total it. bullshit. Well, so you've been writing a, a bit about this, and you followed it kind of from the beginning yesterday. Yeah, yeah. A so bit. lay out how it happened because we got these reports. Mm -hmm. Okay, the the liberal media, you know, did their thing. So how did it all kind of play out? And yeah. you've also been tracking the protests, yeah, and the riots. Yeah. So tell us about it. All. So basically, you know, Israel's been under constant rocket attack, even with them pounding with airstrikes the yeah. Gaza Strip. So Islamic Jihad decided to fire off a salvo, and it's on video. It's, it can be geotagged, yep. and one of the rockets kind of went astray, and it landed in this parking lot. All of a sudden, it was Israel bombed the hospital. Mm -hmm. And it took off— Which was what Hamas which said. Which Hamas said. Yeah. yeah. Hamas said this, and mm -hmm. then every outlet, including the Wall Street Journal, mm -hmm. very disappointing, and other outlets, ran with it. Yep. Yep. It then spread faster than COVID, <laughs> and shockingly— <laughs> All of the Arab nations who have historically wanted to destroy Israel to begin with all believe the Hamas yeah. <laughs> propaganda, which set off a firestorm across the Muslim world last night. The American embassy in Beirut was stormed. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was set on fire, actually. Well, so they didn't get inside, yeah. but they did, like, breach an outer yeah. security yeah. gate. Yeah, they put a Hamas flag on the barbed wire fence. Uh -huh. It was a complete mess. There were protests in Barcelona and Canada and Greece, where all these other terrorists live. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Baghdad was also yep. on fire. So basically, Hamas scored its first propaganda win thanks to American liberal media outlets yep. falling for this hook, line, and sinker. And nobody has really apologized. Nobody has really corrected the record. It's too late for that, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Of course, um, we had it correct from the beginning. Yes, we did, yes. Um, Spencer had a great follow on that and, and the initial story on that. It was actually one of the first to be like, no, nah, this seems like Islamic Jihad. And now the IDF has intercepted phone calls yep. between the terrorists saying, what the f***? <laughs> well, there was video. Yeah, yeah there like, was what, video. What, like, what are you doing? We saw the video. Um, and supposedly Islamic Jihad and Hamas are kind of uh, are duking it out in Gaza because Hamas wanted control over their rocket um, stores. Mm -hmm. And Islamic Jihad was like, no, I think. I believe. What a name. I know, Islamic Jihad. Islamic Jihad. I know, really, yeah. Reminds me of Crimson yeah, Jihad from exactly. True Lies. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So um, now they're fighting over who can fire the rockets now, so... Yeah, I mean, what happened <clears throat> yesterday was just totally... Uh, predictable. Sadly predictable. You predictable. knew that you knew there was going to be something like this. That Israel was going to be blamed. Everyone yeah. was going to everyone was going to believe the Hamas propaganda. And now we're going to have this type of situation. Predictable here. and disgusting. Yeah. To see how uh, antsy the liberal media and liberals in this country were to side with the terrorists. Um, now yeah. we have independent confirmation using our intelligence 
and our intelligence alone and through the Department of Defense that uh, this, in fact, was the terrorist's own fault. And so it's totally insane to me how that happened. I I just couldn't, like, I, I could believe it, but, like, occasionally stuff happens that, you know, you say is unbelievable. Obviously, we yeah. can believe it, but, like, it's just incredible. Yeah. Like, and it's also, it brings us back to, remember how, like, the liberals were so, oh, Trump is going to tweet us in the World War Three. Yeah, yeah. Well, the liberal media just almost set the whole Middle East on fire. Well, it still is. story. You know, the, the, all we've been watching today is uh, riots outside of the... Uh, embassy in Beirut, which yeah. is uh, now being partially evacuated. <clears throat> yep. It's probably going to lose another embassy under Joe Biden. Congratulations to him. Yeah. Um, they tried to drone our base in Iraq, um, in Turkey. Yeah, they, tried about that. they tried to storm the, the NATO base, base yeah, uh, where there are a lot of weapons and, you know, supposedly our NATO partners who are siding with the terrorists essentially in Aren't this fight. Um, or is that Insulik? Huh. It's I, not nukes in that base. No. Uh, yeah, no. We do have nukes. The in nuke base is yeah. a lot more secure okay. than that yeah, one. It's not some so. the outer yeah. fence. It's only going to get worse from here, folks. Yeah. Uh, it's it's rapidly spiraling. Um, we now expect Hezbollah to open up a full front in the northern side through all Lebanon. out war. They they have promised. Well, that's what they're saying, um, yeah. and IDF is preparing for it on the north end. Yeah. There, it's there's strikes happening in Syria right now, I yeah. believe. I mean, it's it's all I mean, basically Israel is is being attacked on all sides right now, and um, you know Hezbollah is also Iran. <laughs> so well, they're sure. going to be yeah. ripped into that. Yeah. It's um, this is going to be a regional war. Well, it could be worse than that. Yeah. It could be a world war, <laughs> but um, we're hoping that that doesn't happen at this point. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that we have two carrier strike groups over there. Yeah. Um, and a potential third oh, gearing wow. up. Oh, wow. Um, another carrier came into Norfolk yesterday. Right. That's, a, um, that's And a there's, there's rumors that it could be uh, being, you know, supplied and outfitted for potential deployment to the Gulf. Uh, it takes about five days or so to get over there from Norfolk. Um, but, you know, clearly we expect this to be a big big situation um you have none of these arab countries want to take in any of these refugees and we're going to talk about the refugees in a minute yeah yeah because now you have the leftists in this country calling for us to let in all these terrorists um but you know biden was over in israel this morning which i thought was a terrible idea but went off without issue um although he did say some dumb ass uh, as usual basically saying uh, he called Hamas the other team. I mean, this isn't a football game. I don't no, understand yeah, that. Yeah. Take a listen to this clip. I was deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not not you. But there's a lot of people out there not sure. So we got a lot. We got to overcome a lot of things. Yeah, I, I don't. I think he just didn't know what he was talking about, and basically was like scrambling for the words uh but what i found to be worse is that in this visit he announced that oh yeah he is going to give 100 million u.s dollars in aid to gaza yeah which is essentially a hundred million dollar transfer to hamas take a listen Today, I'm also announcing $100 million in new U.S. funding for humanitarian assistance in both Gaza and the West Bank. This money will support more than 1 million displaced and conflict-affected Palestinians, including emergency needs in Gaza. And, of course, during that, he had another odd stumbling moment. Uh, Take a listen to that clip. You know, uh, years ago, I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for a man said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we need uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it, I'll wait later. Taking too much time. Yeah, uh, and this is, of course, on the heels of what happened yesterday. He was supposed to meet with the Arabs and the terrorists 
uh, to try to potentially work on some sort of peace. But after the terrorists bombed their own hospital, um, that the the terrorist leaders all canceled yeah. on Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, that includes Mahmoud Abbas, um, and then also the uh, what's his name from Jordan. Um, oh, King Hussein. Yeah, yeah. So, um, this this is a mess, and the Biden administration. You know, I guess they thought that they kind of had it under control, and then now things are spiraling further out of control. I don't really see a way out of this where it doesn't uh, necessarily have some level of our involvement. I mean, we're already on the ground there. You know, they say there's, quote, no troops on the ground. We have special operators on the ground there. Um, We have two carrier strike groups just offshore. We have planes flying overhead constantly. We have drones flying overhead constantly. We can have tens of thousands of Marines on the ground if need be. Well, hopefully not. But they say we're, quote, not involved, but we are very clearly involved. Yeah. Um, And, you know, and I would make the point rightfully so. Um, We can't have Israel just getting overrun by these terrorist scumbags. No, we can't. I mean, you can't have that happen. It... What happened in this attack, you know, with the latest death toll, was akin to almost forty-five to 50,000 Americans yeah. being slaughtered. Yeah. You know, so how would we react? And we'd expect our allies to help us out, too. Yeah. You know, everybody forgets that uh, even though, you know, they say we went into Iraq by ourselves, uh, we had a coalition. The coalition of the um, willing. In Afghanistan, we even had a bigger coalition. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I get that the people... <clears throat> rightfully so, are at their wit's end with the way that the Ukraine situation has gone. Yeah. And everybody knows how I feel about that. But I think that there is a huge difference between our ally status and friendship with Israel versus Ukraine. Yeah. Not to mention Israel is uh, not a f-ing autocracy like yeah. Ukraine has now yeah. become. There's a lot of problems there. And now, of course, up on Capitol Hill, they're calling for uh, – Joe Biden's calling for these aid packages to be joined. Yeah. Which we should reject at every turn. These should be separate votes. Uh, it, obviously, I don't think that Ukraine should get another dime from us. But uh, if the Congress finds that they want to do that, you know, that's their right to do that. But it doesn't mean it should be tied together. No. It should be up or down yeah. votes on both separate packages. There's not been a request for supplemental aid yet for Israel. Um, but it's coming, and our stockpiles are incredibly low, um, which we have to do something to fix. Uh, you know, we have to spend more money on defense. That's what it comes down to. Um, for the past few years, we have not increased our defense budget at the rate that it needed to be increased. Yeah. Given the the massive historic drawdown of these supplies of arms for these various wars, including primarily in Ukraine. So it's going to come eventually, and it's going to be a huge debate. Congress is a f-ing mess right now, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to get that in a minute. But one, one last thing I want to talk about here with, with the whole Israel-Hamas war is, oh, and by the way, uh, since, since we last recorded, the number of Americans killed in that attack on Israel has like tripled. Yeah, it's up to 30 American citizens, 15 still unaccounted for, which are assumed that they are hostages. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I got I got news. The these hostages are never coming back. Oh. I mean, they're all they're either all dead um or they will be killed. Yeah. There is no way that Hamas is letting these people go. In fact, I'm surprised that they haven't done Oh, the, video li- the live stream executions. executions that they promised to do? Yeah. Which leads me to believe they're all already dead. Yeah. That's what that leads me to believe, is that either they were killed in bombing runs by by Israel, you know, obviously not purposefully. Yeah. But, like, you know, the Israeli government essentially admitted there's no way we're going to be able to save these yeah. people. I mean, um, that's what happened, uh, remember in, in, in 2000, in the summer of 06, the second Lebanon war mm-hmm. that was sparked by the ambush and the two Israeli IDF soldiers were captured. Mm-hmm. Remember it was the term that they died mm-hmm. during the action, um, when their, when their remains were transferred years later. So, um, I think you're probably right about that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's horrible. 
Yeah, it, it's terrible. I mean, but, obviously terrible. I mean, but, you know, and, and I will say, I've, I've seen numerous uh, interviews of parents who had their children kidnapped. Babies. Um, Babies yeah. were kidnapped. And since they have confirmed that they are in fact dead, some bodies have been recovered. But he said he was relieved that his daughter was dead and not in the hands of Hamas actively being tortured. Yeah. You know, as a as a hostage. And then I mean that should tell you something. That and that I would agree with him if I was a father and had a yeah. kid, you know, God forbid. And I've seen several interviews of Israelis that said, Yeah, you know, obviously they were missing. We couldn't, we didn't know, but then we found out eventually that they were dead, and it was a relief. Yeah. That they weren't in the hands Ugh. of these terrorists. I mean, could you imagine? Yeah. It's just it's it's sickening what has happened, um, and it's even more sickening to see what is going on in this in this country right now. Oh, all these pro Hamas across the country. These pro terrorist, just scum of the earth as you called it the jihadi scum jihadi living scum. among us yeah you i think it, there's there's varying different degrees to it right mm-hmm. there's there's people who you know obviously we're on the side of israel here no matter what yeah and think that all this terrorist scum should be wiped out right and that's the probably the far end of the of the the spectrum <laughs> But when you get to the point of, like, the middle of the spectrum where people are like, yeah, you know, I'm not really taking a side, I'm like, okay, that's understandable and fine. I think you're wrong, but I can at least, you know, respect that. Once you get to the point of saying that the Israelis are in any way whatsoever wrong for what they're doing here or that the response isn't, quote, I've heard this a lot, proportional, yeah, you are siding with the terrorists. You are. And, you know, the, the fact that this is so pervasive – Throughout academia, the media. Well, I mean, you can go academia, down the list. They called the uh, Hamas attacks exhilarating. Oh yeah. Well, you, you know, have, I mean, have... even even critics of Israel are kind of like not even piping up because they're like that is too much. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, now, now it's just now you know it goes beyond anti-Israel or Israel critic or is you know critics of Israeli policy. It, it goes beyond that. Now these these people are just pro-terrorist mm-hmm. and. You know, we have, you know, UNC, we're all Hamas. Mm-hmm. You know, John, our great, you know, John Hassan has done an excellent job exposing all these people who have signed this, these, these, Harvard, these letters. UVA, yeah. Columbia, yeah. Uh, UPenn. I mean, yeah. the list goes on and on. And, but also, like I was saying with the spectrum here, yeah. you have these people who are, you know, somewhat anti-Israel and saying they need to be, you know, less aggressive. Yeah. Which is on the side of the terrorists. But then you have the people who are just outwardly pro-Hamas, like you yeah. just said, that, the, you know, they've said things like the attack is exhilarating and it's great and Israel Basically, gets what Basically, it's, these are kill all the Jews rallies. Well, I was about to say, and they then you really have are. the further step, yeah. which has really become prevalent yeah. over the last week or so. And they've become emboldened by, you know, this outward support of terrorists that has happened across the country, namely in the Democrat whole cities here in America. Um, and education. UPenn, of all places. Well, that's in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, I forgot about but, that. Yeah, no, but your point stands. But you know what I'm there, say, there's yeah. been plenty of colleges. In yeah. Look at George Mason. You remember yeah. we mentioned that? Yeah. We mentioned that rally that they were going to have? Yep. At that rally, they outwardly endorsed Hamas. Hamas. Yeah. And what Hamas did yeah. to those poor Israelis. And Ten years ago, this would have been unfathomable. Oh, yeah. Even they the were, most ardent leftists wouldn't say, we love beheading you know, Hamas beheading babies or something like that. Or or worse, saying it never happened. Well, yeah. It's yeah. almost like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, on, the, on the periphery, like a, like a Holocaust denialism. Oh, definitely. Oh, 100%. You know? No, it is. Totally related. Well, they say they want to gas the Jews. Yeah. I mean, they say it outwardly yeah. now. I mean, and that's the point I was yeah, making, is that yeah. on these college campuses... Mm-hmm. Yesterday I saw a video of them chanting that they wanted uh, a Jewish genocide. Yeah, Jewish genocide. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so... And then you have all these... It goes beyond... Now we have all these, like, professionals. Yeah, um, yeah. Doctors, uh, you know... Well, frankly, I'm not shocked because when I see, like, where they're from, they're from, like, Dearborn, Michigan, which Mm -hmm. is, like, which is, like, jihadi central. But, like, they're, you know, they're all celebrating Zionist scum. Zionism is fascism. Um... 
Well, look, we have two. We have a couple terrorists in our government, yeah. namely yeah. Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar. Oh, who spread both. the lies about the hospital, by the way, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. They're basically Hamas's mouthpieces on representation on the Hill. Uh huh. Yeah. And there was a there was a good uh, video. I don't know. Do I have that clip? Yeah. Let's let's have that clip of George Santos. You know, say what you will about George Santos. I kind of like him. Um, <laughs> he he lost it last week in, yeah. when some reporter. Uh, up in Congress asked him a pro-Hamas question uh, and also basically bashing on Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar yeah. saying no elected members here in Congress should be pro, you know, pro-Hamas either. Yeah. Take a listen. What are you doing? What are you doing to call for the end of Israel? What are you doing about terrorists destroying Israel? What about the terrorists of Hamas that have tried to invest in this building? It's a foreign. It is a foreign. I thought that was great. Yeah. You know, I don't even, know if that was a, I think that was just a pro-terrorist activist. Well, yeah, they say you know, reporter. They yeah, have press credentials. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You yeah. know, I mean, they're they're all pro-terrorist yeah. in the liberal media, which is most of the media. That's true. You know, besides conservative media, I mean, you could that go was, up and down the list. Yeah, that was ridiculous. You know, and remember, go if we go back to last <laughs> week's episode, I said, you know, the the media so far has been very interestingly, you know. I don't want to say pro-Israel, but fair to Israel. I said, just wait. It's going to quickly turn. Well, yeah. And it quickly turned because now, you know, they're essentially just pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas. Democracy dies in darkness. It really is, uh, you know, I I keep going for the word unbelievable, but it's getting worse and worse. And uh, I I always tell my mom, when she asks what I think about things. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's a loaded question, but it's always going to get worse. Yeah. I said, it's going to get continue to get worse. And she's like, really? And I'm like, yep. Yeah. And the other day, she's like, you know, every time you say that, it, gets it always does. <laughs> it, gets worse. it always gets worse. Uh, and this is certainly going to get way, yeah. way worse before it gets any better. I mean, urban warfare is long. It's tedious. It's mm-hmm. it's it's tenacious, vicious. It's It's going to be... And remember, there's like, it's not just like, that, that basically that whole, I mean, I know that there's like, what, three or four cities in Gaza, but it's really one like me- mega. It's a big me- it's, mega, it, it, yeah. Yeah, uh, metropolis. A mega urban yeah, center. Yeah, mega urban center. You well, know, like Israel, Rafa and Gaza, like they're all connected. Israel has built field hospitals with thousands of beds. They're expecting it to get extremely bloody. Yeah. I mean, it's going to get extremely bloody. Yeah, they got to go house to house. They got to go into the tunnels. Yep. There's a massive tunnel network that will make the Viet Cong blush in Gaza right yeah. now. Where, where Hamas and Hamas has about reportedly has like forty thousand terrorists waiting for the IDF to come in. So mm-hmm. this is not, and they're well trained. We all see that. You know, Iran has helped them. Oh yeah. Um, you know, same thing with Hezbollah. I mean, I think that's one lesson that that the IDF learned from the 06 war, which was that it was a missed opportunity because. You know, they kind of underestimated how well-trained the Hezbollah fighters were. Mm-hmm. And I think Hamas is no different now. I think they've caught up. It's a very scary situation. This, this is, this is, this is going to be a months-long operation. As it should. Mm-hmm. They, got the, you, they should not leave until that organization is wiped out politically and militarily as a force. Yeah. Well, you And know, I cannot stand what Joe Biden said about the whole, like, the, you know... Hamas isn't, you know, the Palestinian people and vice versa. You know that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Not all of Pal, not all of Palestinians are Hamas. They voted them in in 06. Okay, and then Hamas took over that region in 07. There hasn't been an election since. So to say, <laughs> to say that you know they don't really represent the people of. You know, the Palestinian people. No, I, I, I mean, me, I, I mean, I mean. That whole argument Like, Joe, they voted them in in 06. Yeah. And then they, and then they with arms, took took it over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that whole argument's ridiculous. And here, here's the thing about what's probably about to happen. And I, I think that the, the ground invasion was held until after Biden came because that was basically. Yeah. When was that announced? Sunday night or Monday yeah, morning. Sunday night. 
Um, I think they probably wanted to go in Friday or Saturday. There was some well, weather. Well, they wanted to. The weather. The there weather stopped weather. them. Yeah. yeah. Which I absolutely believe. I mean, they're going to need constant air cover. Absolutely. Oh, for so, sure. Yes. And also, I think they're also gauging the regional fallout from this. Um, then Biden says he's going to come, which, which he wasn't. Meeting with the Arab leaders, that was like a secondary thing. He wanted to just buy more time for people to get the hell out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and, and, and to get some... Human, I wouldn't be surprised in, in, in if it kicks off tonight, honestly, oh, yeah. at this point. I agree. He's gone. He left two hours ago. Yeah, hours I mean, ago, from so. what I heard, they've been ready to go for multiple days. Yeah. Um, and I think that the U.S. did ask for them to hold. Until, yeah. Um, I mean, you can't invade when the President of the United States is, is there. I mean, look what, I mean... Well, the German Chancellor almost got killed going to Tel Aviv the rockets the yeah. rockets they had well to I think the there's, there's a few there's a few aspects <laughs> one I think that once so he asked them to hold yeah. to let these you know civilians air quote evacuate yeah evacuate south which they begrudgingly did then in order to buy more time he said I'm gonna come to Israel and also, you know, since we're giving you such support here, will you just wait a little bit longer? Yeah. And I can see the argument, but also I think that by doing that, they're giving Hamas time to fortify, to make plans to counteract, to counterattack against the invasion. Um, you know, because he's giving more time for Hezbollah to organize. Yeah. Um, so I think that in the end, this delay will have been a very negative impact yeah. on the effectiveness of the invasion to come. Um, and we, essentially, we have been able to pick off a lot of the upper crust, though, in, in Hamas. How much have you seen that? We've been able to pick, kill a lot of their operational leaders, though. Sure, sure. I mean, but, by, you, know, I mean, you mean by we, we mean Israel, IDF. Yeah, the IDF. With our support. Yeah. Um, Although, you know, with that organization, you chop off one head, two exactly, eyes. That's exactly. the problem. But, and the other problem is... You know, Israel, had, at the least at the beginning, was doing what they call the roof knocks, yeah. where they'll drop a little mini bomb that doesn't really explode, but it pierces the roof and lets people know there's a big one coming, you better get the f*** out of this building. Yeah. And by doing that, they're essentially warning the terrorists. Now, I will say in the second half of this week, they've stopped doing that. Yeah. Um, Gaza is, is pretty flattened in many parts, but there's still quite a bit standing They've essentially pushed everyone to the south, but that means all the terrorists are in the south, too, mixed yeah. in with the rest of the population. And let's not forget, here's another piece of propaganda that the liberal media doesn't t- tell the, 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 their, their, their audience, is that Hamas has been actively trying to keep the people from leaving, setting up roadblocks. They, they car-bombed their own people leaving. Mm-hmm. That was that was actually the first lie. Remember, that was the, that was the airstrike on the highway towards the south of Gaza. So, uh, yeah, that was the first lie that was, you know, Israel did an airstrike against civilians. Well, no, we found out that it was the white van loaded with bombs <laughs> by yeah. Hamas. Yeah. Uh, but that got easily debunked. That didn't, well, it's, well, certainly didn't set off the reaction as the fake news regarding the Gaza hospital. But, um... Yeah, well, no, it, the whole, the, the propaganda coming out of Hamas is ridiculous. I mean, the, yesterday with the hospital... It was like the Gaza Health Ministry. Yeah. Which Dude. later admitted that it was a like a terrorist rocket that blew up the uh-huh. hospital. Yeah. Funny oh, yeah. how that never, you know, mm-hmm. saw the light of day from the mouths of, of the establishment press. Mm, there's a shock. I know, right? Um, last Friday, remember, was supposed to be the Day of Rage, uh, which surprisingly no, no attack occurred here. Well, I think they're um, too smart. They know that's too predictable. Sure. That's yeah. going to happen. I I'm think sorry. the people that we saw in Times, which by the way, there were swastikas in Times Square with these Hamas motors. Oh, for sure. These are the people, I mean, we mentioned this last episode, these are the ones who are going to start shooting up people and flying planes in the buildings. And unfortunately, our FBI is too corrupt and compromised, but they should all be tracked. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Oh, but, I mean, yeah. the terrorist threat to the U.S. is very oh, real. Oh, my God. And in fact, finally, the FBI director, Christopher Ray, who's yeah. a real retard uh said that quote people should be on the lookout uh for the quote heightened environment of the potential of attack uh, especially for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events 
to commit violence of their own, uh, basically saying that uh, they're they're confronting those threats after having said there is no threat. Yeah. So that's when you know that uh, they're inundated with like tips right now. Oh, for sure. In for legitimate sure. tips. Yeah. I mean, this is. I mean, but yeah, I like like to your point. You know, I mean, blessedly there was not bloodshed on the day of rage, but. They're, right, they're plotting. They're well, plotting. I mean, these people are all here. These terrorists, and yeah. look at these protests. You're telling me that one or two of these people out of there aren't going to do some crazy yeah. ass. Um, you uh, followed the attack that happened in Brussels. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what happened, oh, and then the God. conclusion of it, because yeah. it's a crazy story. It is nuts. Uh, I believe Sweden and Belgium were playing. Uh, their national teams were so they're they're there for a soccer match. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Big, right? Yep. A lot of people. This ISIS inspired gunman. Decides to just shoot and kill two Swedes. Mm-hmm. Uh, horrible tragedy. It could have been worse. Um, he was at large for hours, and then the, I think the Belgian... A long time. A long time, but the Belgian police finally got him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's also not talk... Let's talk about the... There was a uh, French teacher who was stabbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, another ISIS-inspired uh, attack. Yep. Um... So, you know, Europe is also on edge with all this stuff, too. Um, again, th- well, they're even more overrun yeah. with Muslims than we are. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we saw what happened with uh, ISIS in Paris, the Paris attacks. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that was just, just the, the brutality was, was, was on par with what happened on October 7th. So, um, everybody's on edge. Uh, Europe, especially, I mean, because it's going to be those lone wolf attacks. Mm-hmm. You know, just, mul- just all it takes is one person with a knife. Um, no, I know and, that's and, crazy. And, and, yeah, and, and, you know, I, mean, I know there's guns, but like, really, it's gonna be a person with a knife. There's gonna be stabbings and beheadings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, be be vigilant. Watch your neighbors, and um, as Trump said, yeah, the, the neighbors do. There was bombs, bombs all, all over, over the floor. floor. They want to be. That's one of my favorite yeah. Trump quotes that of is, all time. That was good. But yeah, it, it's yeah. It's and we haven't even, we haven't even talked about, I mean, you mentioned it, we haven't even talked about all the hits on the southern border, all on the, on the terror watch lists. Oh my god, yeah. Well, I have. I believe, little... did, didn't they catch some Iranian like three days ago at the border? Well, so it's a good segue because yeah. the border is, is <laughs> continuing to get worse. Um, and not only that, now we, we obviously are focused on the fact of potential terrorists who have crossed or are trying to cross. I'm more worried about the ones that have crossed previously. Um, but the, the ones who are trying to cross now, there's more attention on it. Yeah. And so I think last week, it was something like over a three-day period, they caught 27 potential pe- persons of interest. Oh, God. Or I think it's called special interest individuals, <laughs> where they where they do these, you know, crazy background checks to determine whether or not to let them in or not. And I'm yeah. like, well, why don't you just send them back to begin with and don't yeah, have to worry about exactly. it. Um, That's on top of the, what, 95,000 Afghans we decided to just offload here. And didn't vet them. Yeah. Remember, we didn't vet the Afghans no that we vetting, brought here. No none. are uh, living you know, among us. Basically, they're all just lying in wait for one day when, you know, they all rise up and f*** us over. Yeah. Um, you know, that's going to be a very bad day once it occurs. But, yeah, it, uh, I think it was a Griff Jenkins was reporting on it from Fox that... Uh, it was like 23 individuals over a three-day period from a mix of like Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Iran. Uh, I think there was Afghanistan. And I don't think there was too many Palestinians, maybe one or two. But, you know, it only takes one. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at, the, look at the scope of the attack that the 9-11 hijackers were able to pull off. Yeah. It was less than 20 of them. Yeah, about, nine, yeah, about 19, exactly. Yeah. So... You know, there's definitely some major concern there, and and the head of border patrol was like, "Yeah, uh, I'm less concerned about the ones that we catch. The ones that we don't catch is what you know keeps me up at night." Yeah. And so, that's definitely going to be a a point of interest. What another point of interest on the border? There's a new poll out now. It went from in October of 2017, 33 percent supported building. The wall between U.S. and Mexico. What do you think it's up to now? I'm going to say it's 54. 55. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So the majority of the country now in favor of it, um, which will definitely be a huge political issue going yeah. into next year for the presidential election. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we continue to break records. 
hundreds and hundreds of thousands of illegals coming over every month. The cities can't handle it anymore. We don't have anywhere to put them. You know, these people are violent criminals. Look at what's happening in New York. I mean, here's a really interesting thing. So not only has Eric Adams gone full uh, Republican when it comes to illegal immigration, did you hear his speech about Israel? No, I missed it. Oh, man. He gave a great speech about Israel, basically, you know, parroting kind of all of our talking points. Yeah. And I heard it the other day, and I'm like, who is this talking? Yeah. And he's like, you know, we have to back Israel against these terrorists and blah, blah, blah. And there, and then all of a sudden the radio announcer comes back on. He's like, that was New York City Mayor Eric Adams. And I'm yeah. like, what? Well, he knows what? New York City is a top target for these terrorists. Oh, you know? for sure. She, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's like in Blue Bloods, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. I don't know. Sounds like hey, hey, mayor. Sounds like a great time to react- become a Republican. No, that and also to <laughs> reactivate that uh, Muslim NYPD surveillance oh, unit. Oh yeah, the anti-terrorist that unit. Mike Bloomberg rightfully established and then got had to be dismantled because the New York Times leaked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we we got we got we, that that has to that has to come back. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't care what these Palestinian. And what you say? Bring well, I think I think that there is a secret version of it, and it's just kind of like off yeah. the books, um, kind of like the uh, NYPD's intelligence bureau. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which operates literally in total secrecy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean this the situation is not good. Yeah. Uh, and that's we've been making this point about the border. Yeah. For years, that when we don't have control of our border. We don't know who's getting in, yep. and that's the real threat to America. Obviously, we don't want these legal scum here. Yeah, come on. But the but real threat is the, is the people who want to do the country harm. Yeah. The terrorists using that, exploiting that the the porous border. You know what? I was saying, besides the wall. Can can we also like dredge like Eagle Pass on our side? Yeah, <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like mm-hmm. make it thirty feet deep. And then put, like, spikes on the banks or something like that. Is that possible? Can we do that? Well, I'd like to, but the Biden administration would never do that. Well, I'm talking if there was, like, a President Trump or President DeSantis. It should be a minefield is what it should be. It should be a minefield with alligators. Yeah, with sharks with laser beams. Um, But, Mike, like, like we seriously could, you know, like, if you just dredge that part of the river where it's, like, 50 feet, 30 feet deep, those, they ain't, they're not, they're they're not attempting that. No way. They'll get swept away. Well, I'll tell you, Texas has done a tremendous job with... Uh, oh, that floating buoy barrier that they got, right? The buoys, yeah. uh, the which they then were like told to take out by the federal government, but then the courts ruled in their favor. Uh, they had the razor wire put in, yeah. which was then being cut by Border Patrol, and they kept putting more in. Uh, you have the Texas National Guard, and then you have National Guard from a number of states, including uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Governor Youngkin sent yeah. them down. Um, in Florida. And Florida, yeah, yeah, yeah from DeSantis. Uh, but now Texas is building their own border wall. You've heard about this, Ooh, right? Oh, yeah. They had previously built a section, a good amount of section of wall across certain sectors, but now they're going for a full wow. wall. Wow. They're going to build it themselves. Now, I mean, obviously that the other states over next to them because they're not you know willing to do it or have the balls to well, do maybe it maybe arizona's got to put up the uh the shipping container wall that they uh, established well they had <laughs> that, that? With, they, they had that with governor ducey yeah now they have that in there katie hobbs oh the one who decides to resign for a day and not do her job and then come back well the one that rigged her own election well, too that but too, that's yeah. another topic you know for I another mean, day yeah. um, that was bizarre she, i don't know. remember she like quit for a day she oversees the election yeah. as secretary of state of <laughs> yeah. herself um yeah no no problems there oh there was a lot of suspicion <laughs> yeah what that. the f- was that about yeah. she quits for a day and then she like comes back like uh, but whatever. then you have uh <laughs> New Mexico with yeah. that communist governor who tried to get rid of the Second Amendment. I mean, the the southern border is a mess. Uh, I think you're going to see, though, quite a resurgence of some conservatism down there, particularly in Arizona when it comes to the presidential election next year. Yeah. Now, Kerry Lake is running for Senate down there. We'll save that topic for another day because got a lot to say about that. Um, but hopefully we can get someone good to yeah. run for that Senate seat. Um, cause it's a pickup, it's a very pickupable Senate seat with cinema being independent. You have a Democrat running against her and the Republican could easily win with like 40% of the vote. Yeah. So we need to not f- that up, but there's, if there's one person that could f- 
it up. It's Carrie Lake. So, and I I like Carrie Lake. She's just not very electable. And yeah. when it comes to the Senate, the Senate is a very different animal than say any you know House candidate or a presidential candidate. And it just is. I think we've learned that lesson. Yeah. The past few years. Tragedy is. I mean, if she were a senator, though, she does have the persona for it. Oh, you know? for sure, you for know, sure. Getting, you know, making a long speech and, on the floor, and, and, having and that a, presence, but in a state to, like in, yeah. Indiana yeah. or Florida yeah. or you know Kentucky, yeah. somewhere deep red, South Carolina, yeah. any of those states, she could easily, easily do win. it and yeah. easily win and be a great senator. But in a purple state like Arizona, where it's a little more blue than purple lately, yeah. but has some Republican tendencies and can be won and is reachable. Yeah, you know that's just not the. Place She's for a little. Anyway. She might be a little too much. Yeah. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk more about twenty twenty four soon. We've been punting that discussion, but not a whole lot has changed or happened honestly. No, so, true. yeah, um, the debate is coming up in in uh, uh, what is it? Two weeks, three weeks, three weeks from now, three weeks from today, actually on Wednesday, November eighth. Um, that'll be in Miami. The qualifications, luckily, are getting a little more stringent. The GOP speakers race. I do want to hit on this before we wrap up today's oh, show. Do we have to? Uh, it's, it's so embarrassing. So annoying. It's so embarrassing. You it's know, embarrassing, man. I, I don't know if I'm like embarrassed or annoyed. I think I'm more annoyed than embarrassed because I'm annoyed by the fact that Kevin McCarthy was kicked out two weeks ago now. Yeah. And for two weeks, we've been essentially sitting around not taking votes. Yeah, we have. Uh, there, and, well, there was no plan. <laughs> but that doesn't need to be a plan. My point is you go out there and you vote and vote and vote and vote and vote and vote until there's a speaker. Yeah. That's the way it's designed. That's the way it's supposed to go. Not this. We take one vote and then we recess till the next day. Yesterday was the first vote. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I get that they're trying to figure this out behind closed doors, but that's not happening. It's been weeks. And if there wasn't an international crisis going on right now, you could probably get away with not having it. But not having a speaker not only has implications for presidential succession, which is important yeah. in a time of potential global war, uh, but also there's – you know, I mean it's a good thing they're not moving much through Congress right now. Yeah. But that appropriations deadline is going to come up quick. Yes. I, get, I, I was about to say like there's you – know, <laughs> the government's going to close soon again. <laughs> and I'm, I'm fine with shutting down the government. But they're clearly not fine with shutting down the government, and they're just going to pass another bill. So I'd rather at least get a speaker in there, like Jim Jordan, who's a great conservative and I think could be a great speaker and a significant upgrade over Kevin McCarthy. But you now have, uh, you know, remember we talked about how it was a very few of the Republicans, you know, some call them the, the terrorist eight or whatever it was, yeah. uh, that removed Kevin McCarthy. That yeah. sided with that the Democrats. That sided with the Democrats and with Kevin McCarthy. But now you have the opposite. The people who are still salty that McCarthy was removed and can't get over it, the mo- the moderate rhino and, and even some of the most moderate rhino in the House are going along with Kevin McCarthy, but these people just can't get over themselves. People like Don Bacon um, and, and of quite a few others who just won't get on board. So now they're doing the same thing that they were mad at other people for doing. And I'm like, okay, if 96% of the caucus is on board with Jim Jordan, shut the f*** up and get on board. It's simple. I heard they're they're going to try to make McHenry a permanent pro tem. That's never going to happen either because the hardcore— It it had to get voted on because it was a privileged motion. So, I mean, I, I, I was hearing rumblings that maybe Democrats might side— with that, because keeping Jim Jordan away from the Speaker's office is a win for them? They didn't bring the motion. They didn't bring the motion up? No. When did they bring that motion? No, it was during the, when the first ballot failed again today and they recessed. Someone was going to bring it up, apparently. Oh, yeah, but they haven't come back. They haven't come back yet. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we'll see Why are happens. they taking a recess anyway? Yeah. Just make them vote until you get a Speaker. You know, like, we're, we're, we're doing this bullshit of trying to make these backdoor deals, but... We're our own enemy right now because the only way you mount the pressure on these holdout, you know, moderates is to keep them voting. Keep them voting. Well, that's because the longer you have them voting. That's Jim Jordan to a T. That's his persona, you know? Yeah. The longer you have them voting, 
the more pressure is going to be put on them on Fox News, and then their constituents are going to call these moderates who have been getting called by the thousands and thousands and thousands and put pressure on them to vote. It's that simple. So I, I you know, I, I'm annoyed more so than I'm embarrassed. I, I think that this process needs to play itself out. You know, 200 votes for Jordan. So there's 17 that are against him. Yeah. At least 17. I, I thought the last hard count was like 21 or 22. 22 for other individuals. Oh. But there were some people who voted for McCarthy, didn't they? Oh. There was a couple that voted for McCarthy, a couple uh, that voted for Scalise, uh, a couple that voted for Donalds or Lee Zeldin. Like, those are never going to happen. So just shut the f*** up and get on board and vote for him. And you don't what, even... What if, what if McCarthy comes back? <laughs> no, that's... That, not that they just... They're so exhausted with the... That's his strategy. You know what I'm trying to say? I, I know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, I don't even think he wants it at this point. Nah, friend, who would? I think he's who happier would? not being it because this is, you know, this is just getting annoying you and ridiculous. You can't do your job like this. I mean, seriously. I mean, you just need to... And I don't really like the option of installing McCart or uh, uh, McHenry as like the temporary holdover speaker, because uh, I, I think that sets a bad precedent. But that could it does, happen. Doesn't means that we can't fuck. That get could happen. <laughs> but either way, none of these people need to be making deals with Democrats. Ooh. We have the majority. We have the yeah. control. You know, when there was talk last week of them potentially making a deal with Democrats, that was what made me the most angry. You know, I'd rather these votes go on for weeks than make any deals with Democrats. That's really what the bottom line is there. All right. Uh, real quickly, the judge slapping the gag order on Trump in the January 6th case. Do you have any uh, hot takes about that? Nope, nothing. Uh, basically, how can you do this to a frontrunner for the presidential nomination? Well, even worse, she's a foreigner. But, you know, oh, foreign election interference is what's oh, going on here. That's true. Uh, how can a non- native-born American gag order a presidential candidate I know. is what I would like yeah, to know. I know. Um, you a know. lot of bad precedents with that. Oh, You were talking about precedents with it? Yeah. Yeah, that's bad precedent. You, no. you're, the, you're the front runner? You can't say it. There's so also bad. some rumors now that the documents case against Trump was only brought because they knew in advance of the Biden document problem. Oh, wow. So that could be quite wow. the, uh, the timeline of events. Yeah. Because remember, before the timeline was that they went after Biden to make it look better against Trump. Yeah. But now it's looking like they went after Trump to protect Biden, Biden, which is even worse. I mean, both, our, are, both are you know ridiculous. Our good old Department of Justice yep. doing its job to yep. enforce the laws to protect Democrats. Yep. <laughs> uh, the economy continues to fall apart. Uh, there, I mean, there's so much data mm. there. The... the uh, the the Fed is just this up so bad, and they've been f***ing it up since since before April of twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two when they started rate hikes. Uh, or no, it was April twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's only going to get worse from yeah. here. And now you have Americans who have no savings. The savings are gone. They're running up their credit cards at record rates. They're not getting wage increases. You have shedding of jobs. You know, don't let this job data fool you. The, the only reason these job numbers are skewed uh, as, quote, good and portrayed as good is because people are picking up second part-time jobs. Full-time employment is down almost a million jobs over the last few months. So it's only going to get worse from here. Um, 45% said, quote, paying my monthly bills is their number one concern. Um, so it's going to play a huge role in the election. You would hope that people would see that uh, there's only one choice, and that's to get Biden out of office. Yeah. I did find it interesting that a couple of people that I know who had previously voted for Trump multiple times in the past weren't necessarily thrilled with him. And this time around, they had said, you know, we have to move on from Trump, like blah, 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 you know, the whole line there. This Israel thing has now changed their opinions to uh, we have to get Trump back in. <laughs> yeah. We have, you know, people may not like him, but we have to restore order. The world was at peace. The economy was good. The border was secure, you know, secure using air quotes. It wasn't 100% secure, but way more secure than it is now. 
It was um, manageable. Yeah, yeah. It was. We had operational control. Yeah. With the problem. Yeah. Um, and now they're like, yeah, f- it. Let's put Trump in. Get him uh, back. Get him back. And I, I think it's a very valid case. And his numbers are uh, improving and and pretty much higher than they have been at any point during this cycle. His unfavorable is still high, but it seems like there's an interesting trend among the American public that may be willing to stomach their personal animus against Trump for the benefits of, you know, not the country, but the benefits of the good things that he was doing, like world peace and the economy doing well uh, and securing of the border and not having to worry about terrorism and all that kind of stuff, which is very far cry from what the usual MO was among the American voting public in relation to Trump. You know, it was always a personal animus is why they would never vote for him. That seems to be cracking to an extent. And that could be a very interesting dynamic heading into next year. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, the election's very far away. We've got a ton of trials to get through. A ton of things can happen. Biden may not even be the nominee. I mean, I don't I don't foresee him uh, making it through this oh, God. election. I, like, I, don't under, I don't know how he's going to do it. They're going to try to run another basement campaign. The scooter but, store. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Body so, doubles, a lot of surrogates, maybe. It's definitely going to be a very interesting election. There's no doubt about that. So it's going to be the senior citizen. The yeah, old, the well, old country buffet election. Well, you know, <laughs> Trump's way more vibrant than that's true. Than Biden, I is. do remember. <laughs> but yeah, it's old guys <laughs> Bill, for sure. Bill Maher had a had a thing. He's like Biden just looks his age. He's like, but Trump, he's like Kiss. He puts on the makeup, puts the wig on, yeah. and he's like, he, it's like how he sounded back in nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, you know, Trump. Trump's not a corpse like Mitch McConnell. So there's definitely no, a difference there. That is true. Um, so, all right. If you have any comments uh, or things you want us to talk about on the show, of course, we love hearing from you. Email us triggered at townhall.com. Uh, if you enjoy Triggered and want it uncensored uh, and get a whole lot of other VIP content, become a Town Hall VIP member at townhallvip.com. Use the promo code SAVEAMERICA for 50% off. Get into this exclusive club of patriots. We'd love to have you. So many Triggered listeners are VIP members, and we love all of you. Thank you for supporting us and funding what we're doing here, all of our reporting at Town Hall and all of our other sites, and, of course, this podcast. So we'd love to have you be a part of our VIP membership, directly supporting what we're doing, because uh, we can't rely on big tech and other uh, outside forces against us anymore at this point. Um, you know, all the reporting we've done on Israel and telling the truth about what's been happening and, and, and fighting against terrorism, uh, we wouldn't be able to do it without the direct support of our VIP members. So if you want to join us, townhallvip.com, use the promo code SAVEAMERICA for 50% off. Also, don't forget five-star ratings and reviews go a long way to helping us beat that big tech algorithm that doesn't want the public to hear Triggered. Um, and again, if you'd like to reach out, email us triggered at townhall.com. Uh, we will be back here next Wednesday for another episode of Triggered. Uh, hopefully by then, maybe we'll have a speaker. Don't know. Hopefully it's Jim Jordan, not some rhino. Um, but of course, we'll have you fully covered at townhall.com for all the latest news on the war in Israel, the speaker's race, and everything else. And we'll see you next Wednesday. See you then.